Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Massengill, alongside Coach Tony Ursland, Corey Palm, our producer, Director of Ops, SID, Tanner Lipset, and a new face on the show for today, and Head Assistant Coach AJ Shop. Guys, how you doing today? Doing well, man. Everybody good? Well, before we get too deep into everything, a uh, little background on AJ before we get into last weekend and this coming weekend. Uh, this is your third season with okay. the Boilers. Uh, right. Started back in 2017, got bumped up to the head assistant this offseason. Uh, wrestled at Edinburgh, had uh, your first coaching stint directly after college at South Dakota State, where you coached, uh, I would say, a couple pretty successful guys. Had a guy win a Big 12 championship, uh, same guy at NCAA runner-up. That guy was 133 pounds, come here. You were a 133-pound wrestler yourself. Uh, like I said, I would call that a success as a coaching job. Uh, you may have a different spin on it, but uh, what is that having that success at such a young coaching age done for you and your confidence coming into into the job here? Oh, it's good, and and uh, I you know I, I wouldn't get, put it all on me. You know what I mean? It's it it, it takes a whole team to do sure. the stuff that we do. So, um, but yeah, like I it's uh it's good because that's 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 what our goal is our goal is to get these guys to achieve you know the 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 peak of you know our uh you know job is for them to win a national title so mm-hmm. for us to be pushing them to that limit and getting guys to hit that it, it kind of shows that um you know you kind of know a little bit of what you know you have to do so yeah uh, I've, I've heard it it was make it, it you make it man <laughs> <laughs> it was uh one of the one of the smart things i've i've heard from one of my mentors is you know you've either had to have been there before or coach someone who's been there mm-hmm. and so when you when you can do that um you know you're 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 doing pretty well for yourself so um it's uh obviously as a competitor i, I didn't hit that point but i was you know i felt like i was pretty darn close mm-hmm. and um and I'm, I'm fine with that and you know, now, now I get to help these guys reach that point, that pinnacle of the NCAA wrestling, which is, you know, winning the national title. Yeah, I mean, you were, uh, you placed in a few NCAAs. Like I said, you had this guy, the a couple kids uh, that you coached that were lighter weights that made it to, made it to that point. It's got to be, uh, you know, like I said, a feeling of success. I mean, I know that there's a whole lot of uh, factors that go into those guys. But such early in your coaching career, your very first job out of college to, to have a guy that goes that far, like you just said, you either you want to get to that point and then you want to coach a guy to that point, bringing you into into uh, this job in the Big Ten Conference, having to push these kids to, to compete against the best at that level, uh, had to have been good to get that that early step up on the competition. No doubt, no doubt. And we're, we're definitely ready to you know hit that point with these guys here. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I know my body's feeling beat up right now. These guys are good. They're beating me up, and uh, you know it, it's good. I, it, I know if I'm if I'm out there getting annoyed that I'm getting taken down and ridden out by some of these guys, then you know it's it's that that means I'm probably you know doing. AJ doing works hard in the room, man. You get in there, and that guy's in there ready to scrap every day. He's got the singlet on. He's he's you know all braced up. That guy he's ready to go to war. It's pretty cool to see. So what you're saying is you still got it. For sure. You still got it. You, no can, you can turn it on if these guys ever ever get too lippy. Or no you can ask no Parker Phileas if he's still got it. <laughs> they, they bang heads quite often in the room, as well as D. Schroeder and other guys. But uh, I got to bring up Parker. Parker's got no quit. No, no. Him and Parker have some, some really good battles in the room, and it just makes people better. Guys like A.J. who have had uh, huge careers. You know what I mean? When you when mm-hmm. talk about him placing a few times, I mean... You're talking about a three-time All-American and a guy who was round of 12 as a freshman. So, I mean, yep. 
it's just a, it's a rare thing out there. And then you look even no, further. No big deal. Somebody who uh, what is it? Seventy percent of your wins in, in in college were bonus wins. Mm-hmm. You know because of how how tough he was on top. So. He's been a huge influence, and his work ethic has, has been great for the team to see because, as you said, he's just not holding a whistle. You know, somebody like me, you know, i got to run practice, but he's in there scrapping with the guys, showing them what it is, mm-hmm. not just talking about it. And that's it's a huge thing to have your guys see what that is every day when you're mentored by a guy who's, who's living it too. Yeah. Fun question for AJ real quick. So top guy, obviously, everybody's seen it. I got to see it firsthand, you know, working here at Purdue um, when you were climbing that podium. Um, it's been really cool for me to see since you've been here how you know you're working with guys like Devin Schroeder and Ben Thornton and whatnot to see them adapt the moves that I watched you do in college. How is that as a, like how does that feel as a coach when you like you work with a guy in the room and all of a sudden you see that move, you see that work come to fruition and they're, you know, they're hitting that roll through tilt and they're putting a guy in their back for a four count and stacking up back points. Like, what is, what is that feeling like as a coach when you, you, know, you put in the hours with the guys and then you see it happen? No, Dodd, it's definitely pretty cool. And that's kind of what had put me in this field of, of work, um, getting to work with some of these guys. When I was coming out of high school, I'd go to camps. Um, when I was in college, I would go to these camps and I would teach these guys these moves. And some of the times they were my teammates. And so when I see those guys out there competing, you know, whether it was when I was in high school and I was at Young Guns, and I'd, I'd be working with some of the guys there, and they'd go out and they'd be hitting the moves in the you know, state semis. You know, they, they, they weren't on my team, but they were a club guy with me at, at Young Guns with Strip Matter. And um, to get to see those guys out there doing that stuff, and then I, you know, when I got to college, my teammates were doing that same stuff, and that's like, man, that, that, that's awesome. You know, I, I, I help these guys do that, and you know, um, you know, it gives you a good feeling when you help guys. You know, in, in any way, in any aspect of life. So to be able to help them, obviously, on the mat, which is a lot of these guys have really high goals. They want to score a lot of points. They want to be a fun wrestler. When they're out there getting those back points, you know, it's a, I, I take pride in top work for sure. You can score a lot of points and be really dominant from that position. Devin Schroeder's making a heck of a run at some of the back point marks on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the old record list. I mean, nobody's – I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, but, I mean, catching Jake Pataxel on our all-time back point list is going to be – Darn near impossible. That that number's huge, but um, it's it's really cool to see Devin making a run at that with yeah. uh, with some of those tilts. Yeah, for sure. He's he's uh, he does he does some things unorthodox, you know, and and it's uh, I feel like that's what makes top guys pretty unique. And then you kind of bring in a guy like Daniel Lewis that we have, um, you know, he's he's very similar to me, but in many ways he's also very different. And it's kind of cool to see how guys, you know, you're uh, no nobody's going to do the exact same things that I do out there on a the mat. Um, whether it be the guys I coached at, at SCSU or the guys here, I, I've never seen somebody do the exact same stuff. And usually they, they add their own tweaks and turns and um, whether they have legs in with it or um, whatever. But it, it, it's the cool thing about top is you kind of make it your own. You know, you can only be taught a, so, you know, a certain amount of moves, but there's so many small, fine details of these moves that kind of help, help make it for, work for you and your body style. And that's, that's the great thing about wrestling, right? It's, it's like you don't have to be super long and lanky like I, you know, like I was. You can be a short and stocky dude. Don't, don't tell me you can't do it, right? You're going to find a way to make it work for you, you know. And so when you have that, when you have that mental strength, um, you know, that mindset to be able to, you say, like, I'm going to figure out how to do this, you know, and you're, you're not going to get out or you're not going to prevent me from turning you or get out or whatever. And it kind of, you'll, you'll find a way. If you're competitive, you'll find a way. You know, thinking about Parker, um, we were just talking about a little bit ago, and, you know, we, we, are, we already have a couple bets going on you know, coming into the Michigan State Open about certain moves and certain ways that this move is going to be called and is it going to be back points and, you know, because we get there often, right? We keep kind of making these these situations happen and, 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out this weekend when we ask some of these refs. <laughs> <laughs> well, wrestle offs this past weekend. Uh, before we get in, we'll we'll touch a little bit on on some of the results from this past weekend. But uh, for both of you guys, did everything go as planned in terms of everyone getting cutting their weight, everyone kind of getting getting into that first week routine, that weekly routine? Uh, some of the guys, some of the some of the team, this is their first time making that trip that that first week and some guys getting back into the routine some of your upperclassmen no yeah i was i was happy by and large with the way the team went about their business the way they brought their weight down made weight competed warmed up you know you're always watching for those things you know we talked last week about kind of what how we view wrestle offs and, and so by and large there was some things you know that i really liked as always though there's some things that you the reason you do it is so you can do it better next time you know and this week we have competition that's going to count on a record form you know anyway right. and so um you know we'll iron those details out but i was i was by and large i was very happy this time of year where we're at how we cut our weight how we competed um you know um, seeing some of the things that we've been working on taking it from the room to a match yep. was 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 nice you know it, it's a good start for us well, the 125, 133, 141, all those guys won, won multiple matches on Saturday, uh, especially for you, Coach Shop. The 133 spot, no matter which way you turn it, you're going to have a new face in that spot because it's been held by anchor of the lineup and Ben Thornton for the last couple of years. Uh, what's it been like for you? Not only because that, that was your spot in the lineup uh, in your time at Edinburgh, but also to kind of have to prep a guy to come in and replace the shoes that Ben Thornton left behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, he, he definitely has some big shoes to feel. He, he was a guy that did a lot of the things right and, you know, a lot more than most people do, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it, this is a, this is a sport where it's, uh, it's hard, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really hard to do um, in general, let alone do the right things and live that right lifestyle. And so, you know, Ben was a guy that did that. And so we, you know, we have several guys in there that are battling for the spot and, you know, they're hungry, you know, they, they really want a taste of that, um, you know, getting in that lineup, wearing that, you know, that, that pee on their chest. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have, we have, we have the guys that are doing the right things and, you know, we're going to, we're going to see, you know, it's a, it's, it's nothing set in stone and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the guys do this weekend, you know, how, how all this work that they put in this summer, you know what what that's going to do this weekend so i thought one of his lightweights just since we're talking about those guys devin schroeder had a, a pretty good edge on him this this weekend i yep. like what he's been doing you know what i mean that that's a, a young man who you know had he was two at tech falls this weekend yeah he had a couple tech falls he's scoring points he, like i said he's we know what he's doing on top and he's getting better from other positions we've asked him to, to you know to be better on his feet you know be better on underneath on bottom but uh, i thought he, he has a good edge you can see it on him well you know we have some high hopes for devin this year but uh, I really like, as, as a lightweight, you know, kind of where he's at. He really seemed to have separated himself from the rest of the guys in the room. You know I mean? We're at 33, maybe it's not the case, right, as we look back at, at results. But I was really happy. Yeah, it's kind of noteworthy in my mind of how Devin competed and what his training has looked like with Coach Shop here recently. And that's something you have to, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but in Big Ten Wrestling, you have to separate yourself and... I mean, separate yourself from the, everyone in your wrestling room and to separate yourself from everyone else in, in everyone else's wrestling rooms, too. And it sounds like that's what that Schroeder's doing on a daily basis. No doubt. Yeah, his, his edges is something that I feel across my head, you know, every time <laughs> when we're in practice. He, he comes at me and, you know, honestly, that, that's, that's what you want. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you have guys that, you know, they're like, all right, he's a coach. He's going to beat me up. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get beat, so I'm just going to, you know, but, you know, when guys... I, I've noticed in my, my, my short career as a coach, 
the guys that come at you and they come at you hard and they don't mm -hmm. care who you are, they don't care if you know, they're a freshman in high school, a sophomore in high school, right? And so, you know, it doesn't matter the age of these guys. It was, it was the same thing when I was in college. I was wrestling, uh, I think, an eighth grader um, mm -hmm. who's, you know, a really good kid. He's, you know, national, national champ now. He's a world champ. And, you know, that, that, that kid was coming at me, right? <laughs> and, you know, w when you sense that thing and get that, that uh, you know, that mentality in guys that, you know, that that is going to help them become really good. Um, but yeah, the or, or lightweights are doing pretty good. And, you know, I, I think another, you know, good addition to our staff with Leroy Vega, mm -hmm. you know, it's a complete 180 style of me, right? And so right. it's going to help guys in ways that, you know, that I necessarily wouldn't help, you know, uh, you know, so so I have the best of this world, and he has the best of this world, right? And so, you know, to be, to be able to put, uh, you know, that, uh, that in front of these guys, you know, there, there's, there's no reason why these guys, you know, can't be going out there becoming all Americans, national champs, right? These guys have, you know, a really good opportunity right in front of them um, that, you know, we both get to scrap with these guys. So, mm -hmm. um, Leroy, 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 Leroy still puts on his shoes, right? He, st he still well, gets in there and guys. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Leroy was a 125. <laughs> I know you said you've been working with Devin. Mm -hmm. Are these guys ever asking for a, a matchup between you and Leroy? You guys ever come to blows and, and settle it on the mat? Vega <laughs> don't Vega don't want that. Come on, let's be honest here. Come so on. you think you, so, you, think, you so, think you got him pretty easily? So, uh, I'm not saying anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, what, Vega would get in there and hand fight. But what I what I what I will give though is a shout out to my club coach, one of my club coaches in high school, Strip Matter. And, he just says, you remind me a lot of him, and I hated to wrestle him. So we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. Well, we will have Vega on at some point during the season. We'll ask him the same question, and we'll see if, if he has a similar response, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, trying to start something. I love it. Yeah, yeah. here we go. We're going to make something. Hey, we're going to stir it up. They don't call it the Always Aggressive Podcast for nothing. I mean, All I'm saying is we're we, stirring have, it up. we have a 10-minute intermission in most of our duels that we could, we could have a great halftime show with. Uh, two new singlet faces under the suit. <laughs> singlet under the suit. Yeah, exactly. That's what we'll call it. The alliteration is intriguing. I like it. There's something there. Uh, two new faces also in in the middleweight classes at 157 and 165. Kendall Coleman uh, won a couple matches, and Emil Sondland won a couple matches at 57 and 65, respectively. Uh, what have you liked out of those guys that you've seen so far wrestling in, in wrestle-offs and in practice? I mean, I think we we know what they're capable of and their ceiling is very high so we're very excited and they've got some nice mentions in some of the, the preseason stuff Amal actually had you know been ranked in the top 25 and I know Kendall got a nice mention the other day on flow um, as far as people to watch so so they're getting some nice recognition but their ceiling is really high so what I'm looking for is just consistency consistency in that lifestyle and how they make weight how they come in the, the, the edge we talked about you know with wanting to see on Devin, same way. Just wanting them every day to come in and, and, and really go about their work in the way that we know they can. Mm -hmm. Because they, they have lots of talent, they're, they're great kids, they have great skills. Like We just want that from them every time they step on the mat. Mm -hmm. We want that consistency. And sometimes as, as, a, as a, young, you know, a young wrestler, that can be the tougher thing. You know, that consistent grind of what it is every time. You know, when you're in high school, you may only have to really be at the height of your game four or five times a year. It just depends, right? You know, some states, you know, you're not going to be tested that often. Mm -hmm. And so when you come into this environment where you're tested every day and then every tournament and every duel, that's what I'm really wanting to see from these guys is that consistency and them coming with that edge uh, every day, yeah. you know, not taking a day off. Well, Lighty, Line, and Bruner, they all won matches. They're, we won't talk about them too much because... <laughs> 
They, they're winning matches. That's what they're supposed to do. Old, old hat. Yeah. Uh, well, this past weekend, for all intents and purposes, was, was just a high-octane tune-up for, for these guys trying to get back into that swing of things. This coming weekend is the real deal. They go to Michigan State uh, up in East Lansing. Uh, it's a little bit different uh, tournament and format. I'll let you explain, you know, kind of the differences between the open bracket, the freshman sophomore bracket, and then the guys that are going up there and, and get some matches yep. unattached. Yep, uh, it's, it's 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 fairly simple as far as the bracketing goes. There's going to be two divisions. There's freshman sophomore division, mm -hmm. and then there's going to be the open division. Okay, um, they are limiting the field. Although I understand it's it's going to be very big. We have like I think six other Big Ten teams, and then a it's lot huge. of other schools. Yep. Yeah, in so it's. So I think we're looking at what is it, around 250 kids per per division. Yeah, some some somewhere in that neighborhood. I think they are they're aiming for like 225, but they're going to go over. Yeah, and from what I understand is they're already full. So mm. so I mean it's going to be a full day of wrestling. Um, you know, it used to be the open division was always by by far and away the tougher of the divisions, and not that it won't be as well, but there's so many good young kids now that you see mm -hmm. in these freshman sophomore divisions. Those brackets are going to be loaded and very tough. Also, you know, I mean, those are kids that you may see, you know, that won't be redshirting it by the end of the year, and they're going to be in scoring points for their respective teams. So both divisions bring a, a high level of wrestling, and, and I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing how our guys um, look, you know, this early on against very good competition. And the 125 and 133 spots are, uh, from from looking on paper, going to be very strong spots uh, on Saturday. What are some of the things you're telling your guys in those weight classes to, to be on the lookout for, to work for, uh, to prepare for such a strong competition in those spots? Honestly, I, all, all I see and all I see is telling them is just it's an opportunity, right? It's uh, we we've been we've been beating each other up, you know, for the for the for this past you know summer, and you know, we're ready to go beat up other dudes, right? <laughs> so to be able to have an opportunity to you know put your put your stamp right right uh, right right on the year right away mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, I, I love it, right? It's uh, to be able to, because because honestly, from from the conditioning standpoint and all that stuff with our guys, like we're ready, right? Yeah. I, I've I've sensed it. I've seen it in their faces when they're when we're done after a really hard workout, like like these guys are ready to go again, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, we just got done with a super hard workout, the conditioning, and they're and they're mentally and you know physically, they're everything's ready. I, I think everything's ready on point and ready to ready to go out um, with a bang, you know. And that's one thing. It's always interesting to these open tournaments. You know, we look at we look at the teams that are supposed to be there and who puts it on their schedule and so on and so forth. Um, and you know, AJ and I were talking the other day about how you know you're going to have your other random teams who it's not on their schedule, but they're going to send some guys unattached, or they're, you know they're going to they're going to send the six guy six guy maximum so that it doesn't count as a date on their schedule. But it's always interesting. You know, you look at the teams, you look at the rankings, you look at who could show up, and then who actually registers. And so you know, we never really know. We can speculate all we want, but at the end of the day, like. You just got to show up and scrap. Yeah. You can't control who's in front of you, right? I mean, like you said, it's an opportunity. You're going to have an opportunity. There's going to be a guy there, and we've got to perform. And it doesn't matter who it is, right? I mean, he talked earlier um, about, you know, the eighth grader who was just coming at him. And look at what that eighth grader has gone on to accomplish some, some big things, national champ, world champ. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for your guys to come up with their foot on the line and go wrestle hard, no matter who mm -hmm. it is. It shouldn't matter. You know, it's kind of fun, right, for all of us to sit around and talk about it's a deep field and there's going to be some great competition, right? Like, that's, that's awesome. But at the end of the day, these guys just got to show up and they got to, they got to go. It does, who's in front of them is going to be irrelevant. I mean, we just want to scrap. And, uh, you know, I'm just like AJ. I want to echo what he said is 
I think the team's ready. You know, they're in shape and they're they're hungry to get after somebody else. So it will be a lot of fun to start off, you know, our season up at Michigan State. Well, I think uh, you alluded to the team being ready, like you just talked, Coach. You just talked about the team being ready, like they're always they, you know, they get done with matches and they're ready to go again. That's one thing that's going to be a big test this weekend. Is it's ten plus hours of a tournament. That and they're not going to be wrestling back to back. We're going to be there so long. It's, it's going to be. It's crazy. going to be. It's going to be a long day. These guys are going to have. You know, they'll have a match and then they have to wait 10, 30 minutes, an hour before their next match. What's the minimum? It's got to be they, they, 30, 30 minutes. 30 yeah, that's minutes. right. 30 minutes. They got to have 30 minutes between matches. 30 minimum. 30 minutes between matches. It's also seeing a lot of these young guys, uh, the guys that are rushing in the freshman and sophomore divisions, of how they keep themselves loose, how they stay focused, how they keep from, you know, getting all comfortable in the corner, uh, trying to relax, trying to rest up a little bit. Some of that's, we've, and we've talked about that, uh, some of that's part of your routine, right? Like you're going to do your warm-up, and then you're going to get something to eat, and you're going to sit down. But you know how many bouts out before you wrestle. You get up again, you get your body going, you get your mind where it needs to be. I mean, this is all part of, of that routine. But but this is you'll tinker with this too, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, this is all part of that learning experience, something that you want to have, like, down by the time you really make the corner, you know, turn in the year. You know, once you get to Big Ten, you know, you want to have everything down as far as your routine, what you're doing, how many bouts out you're going to get up and get going again. Because it is, it's a long day. But but relaxing during that day is part of it. You know, right. I mean, go put on some music, um, untie your shoes, go relax. You know, you can't be ready for 10 hours right. straight, right? You just can't mentally. So the key That sounds is, exhausting. It would be exhausting, right? <laughs> but that's the key is, hey, Go, you know, get ready to wrestle. Go compete hard. Come back, tie your sh- untie your shoes, get something to eat, kick your feet up, get, you know, put your music on and get your get your headspace where it needs to be. I mean, that's part of part of competing on these long days. And the guys who are ex- successful have have mastered that. They know what they need. Coach, how many how many times have you seen, uh, you know, throughout your time as a wrestler and now as a coach for the last few years? Guys' preparation look very different from a turn, the opening tournament of the season like this versus, you know, a Big Ten tournament, which is a similar format where you're wrestling all day long. How many times do those guys' preparation look, you know, night and day difference getting ready for or resting between matches or whatever before uh, the big one at the end of the yeah, season? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's definitely a learning curve. So it's almost like you got to think about this, this next weekend. Um, at like in in the you know and related to a teacher right so if teacher if you're going through a class if there's only one test at the very end of the year like mm-hmm. you don't know you know if you're a teacher you have to test these students right so yeah. you know if we just go into postseason without competing at all right and so that's what right now this weekend is a test so we get to see you know kind of where we're at and so um, you know when you have these guys. The young guys coming in, right? And I, it, it hit me in the face my freshman year, but I, it didn't hit me in the face till the end of the year, right? Yep. And so at the beginning of the year, you know, it was like, all right, I think I'm doing good, I think I'm doing good, I think I'm doing good. And at the end of the year, I was like, crap, I, I need to start doing more things right, mm-hmm. right? And you get get on more more so nutritionally, mm-hmm. right, for me. But um, but some of these guys, you know, that preparation is nutrition is you know that part of that preparation, your sleep. Um, you know your workout and your extra workouts and even your rest and so there's a lot of things that go into into play for for the preparation for uh, you know the postseason but some of these guys have been have most of the guys that we have are elite you know they're mm-hmm. they're elite athletes they're division one wrestlers um, they're in a big ten and so a lot of these guys it doesn't matter from what level you were a lot of times these guys were just dominant in high school that's, regardless of the state they're from right that's the point that I was I was gonna make is that 
a lot of these guys are at this level because they were so good in high school. So like this, this tournament format isn't really new to a lot of guys. Wrestling all day isn't new. However, when they were in high school, they could rely just on their talents a little bit to just to get them through that day that they mm -hmm. know that even at 90% or 80%, they were going to be better than some of the guys that they were facing. And that's just not going to be the case anymore that it, every minute of that day matters and you have to be doing the right thing every minute of that day to be competing at seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night when you started at 930 in the morning. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not even, it's, it, it, you say that day too, and it's not even just that day, right? It's, because if you just wait till then, it's you know you're gonna you're gonna be SOL, right? And so, <laughs> right. so you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you wouldn't you're be perfect. the first guy to slip on this show. <laughs> and so, no, it's 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 good. And so, like, kind of, it's it's just a you know when, when you mature, right? You get mm -hmm. to realize, all right, man, I got I, if I want to win a national title, like it's hard to win. And we say this all the time: it's hard to win a national title when you're doing absolutely everything right, mm -hmm. right? And so the if you, so if you let let an athlete think about, all right. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? No. Am I doing this right? No. Am I, you know, and so when you start adding these things up, and if you're not doing all the, all the things right, you know, you're already at a really big disadvantage, right? And so, um, you know, we just try to get on our guys about the consistency, and uh, we, we say it all the time, right? It's that the, the most dominant wrestlers, the, the best wrestlers are, are the consistent guys, the ones that do it all the time, because we're all tough, right? We do this crazy sport. We're all tough in some way, and we have our spurts of going tough, but the guys that can constantly be tough, con mentally tough, mm -hmm. physically tough, you know, pushing yourself up there, it's um, set yourself apart for sure. And that's why there's not that many great wrestlers. There's not that many dominant. That's, you know, there's there's only eight spots on that podium mm -hmm. at the end of the year. In uh, in your first couple of years at Purdue, and Tony, you can you, I'd like to hear your opinion on this as well since you've been here a little longer. Who has made the biggest change in their preparation from like start to finish, or from you know from when you first got here till till now? And I, I want to hear. I'd love to hear Tony's take on this too, as far as like. What guy did you grab that like when he when you first saw him and when he first started out like didn't really get it but has like figured it out? Well, as as of right now, a guy that's I feel like standing out in my mind is Griffin Perriott. You know, he's starting to figure things out. You know, starting to really put some things together. Um, struggling wrestling this dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> the dude that's a little is big tough. for you anyway. He's a little big. He is. He is. No doubt. Yeah, that's gotta be what it is. It, in the, yeah, by by the in years past, he was bigger. And man, he is—he is feeling good. He is doing really good, and it's—it's uh, it's part of the preparation, right? It's—it's—we're all good, right? It's just what guys can be consistent in their preparation, um, and, and the stuff he's done nutritionally is really impressive. No doubt. Yeah, no His doubt. His body has changed so much. Mm -hmm. Shout out Elaine like, Wonstreet again. We <laughs> yes. shout her out on every single show that we've done Loves so the Elaine far. Shout out. I think. Yep. She's going to be on the show. She's always a fan favorite to have on. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like he, so he's at a smaller weight. But he feels bigger. He feels stronger. It's like, man, this, this dude is. I'm, His shape I'm is ready. better. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. for this guy. Yeah. So that, that's that's one guy that kind of stands out in my mind. And, and, and not that he was doing a lot of terrible things, right? I think it's just we we talk about the elite of the elite, right? Mm -hmm. To to do like everything right, and you know, some yeah. guys figure out earlier, some guys figure out later. I had a teammate that was was really good in college, and you know, really I feel like didn't figure it out fully until a month before national senior year right mm -hmm. and, and sure enough that dude was in the national finals right and so you know when guy starts and again he was good he did a lot of things right but to do even more things right put you over that edge you know put you put you on, on you know in the national finals which is the kind of peak of where right now and then say that's what these guys want 
Mm-hmm. They're hungry for it. Tony, you got another name? I don't know if I can give you one. I mean, I, I got a couple names. I mean, the, to me, this is the great thing about the sport, right? Like you, they come in boys and they go out men. And so, you know, every four or five years, you see huge change in these young people, which is awesome. That's what, that's what I love about the sport. I mean, um, you know, aside from the competitive nature, which drives us all. But, I mean, you think in, in the short term, like one, one young man, I mean, uh, Nick Lawrence, who uh, had never uh, been in the lineup, to my knowledge, until my first year here, placed at Big Tens, went to Nationals, and was 2-2. Two and two, And to watch his transformation just from the start of the year to the end of the year was huge. Like, you know, just to watch that was awesome. You know, I really was excited for him and the distance that he came, you know, in, in a very short amount of time when we're talking about one year. Um, another one who, you know, I was really excited for last year was a guy like Jacob Avon, um, who, you know, uh, as an undersized heavyweight, you know, really started coming on strong at the very end of his career. And he had been here and, and kind of backed up in, in different roles over the course of his career. But um, if you look at, you know, you talk about Griffin, right? Griffin was, you know, he's lost weight. He's going down in a weight class, but he's stronger. He's quicker. He's, he's just, he's better all the way around. Avon, uh, who had been at heavyweight the year before and was in the 240s, competed his last year around 217. And I thought, yeah, that was highly reflective of his wrestling. I mean, he outconditioned a lot of heavyweights. He could just wrestle harder and longer. And, you know, by the end of the year, he had significant wins, you know, over a guy like Sam Stoll from, uh, from Iowa, who had been the former number one, you know. And, and so, you know, just very proud of kids like that who made significant changes, right? Maybe they... You weren't the most talented, but boy, you'd invest in them in life because of the things they figured out. You, you know they're going to be successful down the road because of what they were able to do you know, with the discipline in their life and, and how, they, how they worked. And in that same vein, when, these get, when you have these guys that you know, we're talking about making that, that jump or coming in you know, maybe a little bit slower before they have to figure something out, what, what is it that makes that light switch flip? Is it... Does it take them getting their butt whooped a couple times to, to really flip that switch to, to figure out what it's like to be at this level and what it's going to take? Or is it, is it a big win like Avon's over Stoll that you, know, you, you wrestle up to the competition that you know you have to be at? Which, side of, which, which of those things is more likely to cause a, a guy to really turn it around and figure out what it's like to, to wrestle at this level? It's hard to say. Different with everybody. What he said. <laughs> I was gonna say if if, if he's got a, if he had a concrete answer, we were gonna bottle that sucker up and, and we weren't gonna air the show. It, no, never would have heard this. We wouldn't want it out answer. of the room, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah. Shh, what he don't said. tell the secret. <laughs> there's, there's, I feel like there's just a lot of different factors that you know depend because it's again, this is a really hard sport, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for the guys that heck, I have a, <clears throat> I have a lot of. Uh, you know, respect for guys that, you know, I, I had a teammate in college. Again, he was the smallest guy on the team. And I think he, he hit the starting lineup um, for a year. And the dude just, he, he, he took some beatings. He did, mm-hmm. right? Like, just, just uh, on the mat, right, points-wise. And it was, it, the kid was tough. And he, he was in doing extra work, right? He was a little small. But the dude grinded away for four or five years. And, you know, that, that, that it's, it's, it's a lot of work, right, yep. that you put in, right, and to, to not necessarily have a chance all the time to go out there and, you know, wear it, you know, it's hard. And so when you have guys that have really high potential to do good, you're like, man, what's, what's missing, right? What's missing? What, how can I get you to flip that switch 
where is where is the switch, right? You're you're, yeah. you're just looking for it on these guys, and you, it's some 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 guys don't find it, and some guys whether it's right after their redshirt year, whether it's the end of their redshirt freshman year, whether it's not until their senior year, right? Their fifth year that they they're finally like, wow, I, I don't really have much time left. I better I better get going. Some of the guys find that find that clock, and they're like, wow, I only got five years left, right? So then they you know get down to the grindstone and get get rolling. So. And that's just the golden question for all coaches is where, <laughs> yeah. as to be able to find that switch in every guy and hopefully find it as early as possible. Well, yeah, and it's not like you find the switch once, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just find a switch and say, well, he's good for the rest of his career because every year changes, right. every year is different. I mean, you may have you know, found a way to motivate this young man and get him to buy into what you're trying to do and he goes on to win a national title. Well, now next year is completely different. I mean, he's a national champion and in his mind, he may view things differently, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so now it's you got to find a way to motivate him again, you know, and, and that can change from year to year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at simple as somebody like Jordan Burroughs, you know, in his experience, you know, how he motiva- motivates himself now is completely different to how he motivated himself when he was a young man. Right. You know, it, it just your your situations change, who you are as a person changes. And so consequently, your experiences are different. You've got to motivate them in different ways or find different reasons why. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, you got to know why you're doing this because it's hard. Like, hey, so this is a really tough sport. Sure. The, and so why you're doing this can change, you know. It's not more or less valid. It's just going to be different, you know. And so, you know, maybe Jordan now is chasing his legacy, you know, more than just honors. He's got the Olympic title. He's got world titles. He's got national titles. He's got a few medals. He's got a few medals. <laughs> so that, that why, you know, and I don't want to speak for him, but the why is different than, when, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And I think it's that way for lots of guys, you know. There's different whys now, and then as they accomplish things, you've got to reset your goals and find another reason why you want to accomplish the next phase. Yeah. Well, a lot of guys are going to try and find that in their first couple matches up in Michigan State this weekend, making the trip up to East Lansing. Team leaves on Friday afternoon. Uh, It's about a four-hour drive from here in West Lafayette, so if any Boilermaker fans want to make the trip up, it starts at 9.30, so you have to leave pretty early. Sounds like we're going to have a great contingent of parents there. I've I've, I've heard from a lot of them they're going to... They're going to show up in force, it sounds like, so we should have a pretty good following. Well, that's good to hear. If you can't make it up there, you can always follow along on Twitter, at Purdue Wrestling. If you have any questions comments, feedback, anything you'd like to hear discussed uh, with any of the coaches, please tweet, comment at Purdue Wrestling on all social accounts. Uh, so for head coach Tony Ursland, coach AJ Shop, Corey Tanner, I'm Hunter Massengill, Always Aggressive Podcast. We'll see you next week. And as always, boiler up. Boiler up. <laughs>